Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today, we're joined by Manoj Agarwal. Manoj, how are you today? Good, good. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing great. It's nice to have you here. Where are you located? Where are you calling from? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, Vancouver. That's beautiful up there, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful, yeah. Yeah, do you like it there? Yeah, I've been here for about 25 years, so obviously I love it. I love it. Very cool, man. Very cool. You know what I love is getting back to these interviews. You're the first one I've been able to do in a little while, thanks to my uh, job, which uh-huh. I love a lot, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. been keeping me so busy. Yeah. Uh, when you're working for other people, that's funny how that works, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm, I'm feeling blessed to have you here, and I'm looking forward to us sharing today. So awesome. to, to start with, may I ask where you were born? Yeah, I was born in India, uh, in the northern part of India. It's called Punjab, um, near Punjab. the Himalayas. Yeah, near the Himalayas. Awesome. Wow. What was that like as a child? Um. It was very, um, you know, um, India was a developing nation back then. I'm talking 30 years ago. So um, it was uh, not it was very, very competitive, not a lot of uh, opportunities. But uh, the social fabric of um, that country is like, uh, you know, I, I, I cannot say enough about that. Like the social fabric, like friends and family, how they get together, the rituals, the you know all the all the the food uh, i mean yeah. there's so much to describe about that uh, mm. it's a totally different world than than what we live here in uh, north america for sure you got that right man i uh, dream of that i love indian culture and the food and everything i'm really um enamored with it actually and i understand a little bit from an american's point of view but mm-hmm. if you've never been there like i've only worked with people there and you know had relationships through business with people yeah. but i've never been what's it What's it actually like? You know, like uh, tell us a little bit about how it's different. Um, so uh, the first thing is like uh, in terms of community, you know, people will have lots and lots of time for you. Like here, um, you know, you get together sometimes on Thanksgiving or, you know, Christmas. Over there, you know, you just um, go visit a friend for no reason uh, in the middle of the day, middle of the weekday. And you just hang out uh, and nobody will say, hey, I'm busy or come back later. Um, and when there is a, any a big occasion, like, you know, there's a wedding, there's a, a death in family, like, you know, th- there are huge rituals that go on for days and, 
and people come together like you know hundreds of people will come together from the community from your family to either celebrate grieve with you what have you so you feel a lot of uh, support around you whether you know whether um, like whatever whatever uh, sort of financial status you have you feel a lot of support around you at the same time you have such competitiveness like in terms of your uh, uh professional career uh, business it's it's very very competitive because uh, there's huge population there like 1.3 billion people so even if you like advertise for a job as a business owner you'll probably get like 1500 2000 applications for a single uh-huh. job yeah so um you know if you want to get into a prestigious school uh, there's going to be like you know probably 10000 people applying for one single seat so it's 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 wow. very cutthroat in in that sense and you really love uh, you really you know um uh, you really learn how to uh, how to really survive and thrive in such a competitive environment it's like a it's like very raw uh, jungle like uh, atmosphere you know it's like dog eat dog world there from wow. that aspect yeah because it's for survival right like exactly, I mean, it's exactly. a different mentality altogether mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, what was it like as a small child? Did you have both of your parents, and what, did you have siblings? Yeah, yeah. So I have, um, I had parents. Uh, I, I mean, it was a little bit of a broken home situation. You know, a lot of fighting, a lot of yelling, a lot of all that. Uh, I have two siblings, uh, twin sisters, and so it was. Um, yeah, it was like a little bit of a again, uh, you know, survival within the survival. So it, you know, at the at the at the macro level in a society you are you are in a survival mode but even at the home in your home you know you are always wondering what the hell is going on what what have i done wrong so it was more like um, a little bit of a, a, a you know a isolationist uh, kind of a childhood where i, I kept to myself um, a little bit confused about what is going on in life and how to navigate life and so i became quite introverted um, and still am but uh, but that led me to like really dive into like you know reading books learning about different topics you know learning about science technology um religion spirituality a lot of different topics so it was a very uh, interesting time for sure well let me ask you what's your earliest memory that you can recall off the top of your head um the earliest memories are uh, you know um so my dad owned a factory and he was a, he was a workaholic a self-made man and he sort of you know want he he brought me up like a factory worker like you know making me work hard as a as a factory worker he paid me like you know just like a factory worker wages and everything so i remember my first childhood memories were like when he started his uh, his his factory and it was a small factory you know very like it's it's not like a, you know he was uh, it, it was very like a small operation and i may have been like 6 or 7 and he used to take me to the factory and sort of i used to be very scared of loud noises and mm. and the heat and the burning furnaces that used to melt steel <laughs> it, it was a traumatic experience but you know it makes you grow up like very quickly like you know you you as a child generally you don't get to experience such uh, heavy machinery but um, i got exposure to it like very very early um, how old were you I think I was like about 6 or 7. Wow, that's amazing. And is it common in India for children to work like adults do in the states? Um, yes, uh yes, uh unfortunately, it's it's um it's improving quite a bit um you know, but uh, as I said, it's a competitive world there. You have to do what you have to do. So, um so there are uh improvements being made, uh but uh, at the end of the day, uh you know even people work here in their teenage years like you know you, you find uh, students working in uh, fast food restaurants and things like that so it is a much much safer environment i will say as compared to there in india but again you know that's what it is so i i, I won't sugarcoat it i won't uh, you know give you a rosy picture but it, it is it is tough growing there yeah that's uh, no question about it um So growing up as a child growing into your you know later years what was that process like was the family whole and uh supportive or was everybody kind of off on their own were you still in isolation what was yeah, that Yeah like? yeah 
so no i mean uh, you know i had uh, i had a uh, you know a huge uh, arguments or uh, difference of opinion with my parents they wanted to they wanted me to like as i said like grow up like a, a factory worker learn everything from the ground up um and i wanted to explore the world you know i i i thought there is so much more to the world than this uh, this factory i mean it it was very uh these these factories if i can describe it it was like a um, you know very dark place uh, full of soot smoke heat um and it it it, it was not a pleasant place uh, by any means so uh, you know having to work there um, 12 hours a day 6 days a week it was a very very challenging time but it also showed me the value of hard work it uh, you know it showed me how large businesses operate meaning large as in this factory was not as large but how do you manufacture something at large scale so that uh, learning i uh, i applied uh, in i applied it in my later years when i got into computers and software you know whenever i build a system i always think okay how am i going to do this for thousands or hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people so that really helped me to work on some large scale projects and make some really big impactful uh technology when did you start thinking about that i mean you were exposed at 6 or 7 yeah. like when did your mind start wrapping around those kinds of concepts you know the thing is that our mind is a funny thing like if the patterns it starts to pick up we don't even realize it because at that time mostly my my emotions were those of resentment of of fear anxiety what's going to happen to me but uh, in the back of your back of my mind all these patterns were being planted and then um, when you start to think creatively these patterns they um, they just guide you uh, in an invisible way way right it's like it's like a invisible hand guiding you and i didn't realize it until um, i started meditating a lot and started understanding my own mind because most people um, you know they don't understand how their mind works and once you start to meditate once you start to like you know really dive into your own self awareness you start to learn oh okay you know this is why i think this way and and this uh this way of thinking this thinking pattern i picked up when i was like you know 8 uh, when when this happened so you remember you know exactly where you picked up these thinking patterns um once you start to dive into your mind interesting and in your childhood did you have other people that inspired you to reach out further and and be more successful yeah so you know there was a one particular uh, event uh, during lunch hour at the at the factory um i was flipping through some business magazines and i was reading these stories amazing amazing stories of these business tycoons who had built these empires and uh, you know they were multimillionaires uh, billionaires and i was like you know what what is so different about these people what is uh, you know how come they are so successful and i'm not and so that um, that inspiration was obviously like at that moment i didn't know what happened i didn't really act on it i didn't really like you know do anything about it because uh, there was nothing to do for me i i didn't have any resources but it it made it expanded my mind um, and they say you know once your mind expands it never shrinks again so it expanded my mind and 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 it uh, you know i started looking for things to fill in that uh, that that expansion now and so i found my love for technology and computers and i found my way to work with large uh, you know some of the largest names in the world microsoft ibm pearson education uh, you know i made hundreds of millions of dollars for these people oh no um, no no we got to yeah. slow down so yeah, yeah. we're not we're not yeah. there yet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so we too much yeah. we have too much time to kill i want to focus yeah, a little yeah. more on your childhood of course of course you know just to get a picture of what your life was like so that we can understand yeah. how you became so successful in the face of adversity yeah. and uh, the challenges that you faced and things yeah. like that yeah that's kind of what i'm looking for um Absolutely. how about with your parents did you have a closer relationship with one or the other or were they both very similar um no unfortunately you know um uh, you know with 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 the kind of lifestyle that you have in india everybody is stressful everybody is on the edge uh, and i i think uh, most people can relate to that these days uh, in any any country so in that environment uh, you know um 
you are uh, you know it, it's easy it's not easy to be a great parent um i don't uh, i I won't, I won't say that i had a very good relationship with my parents but in their own way they taught me a very very deep lessons about um about our mind uh, about how we uh, relate to each other how to be uh, you know good good parent how not to be a good parent uh, so so it's still work in progress my mom passed away in 2018 so i i'm i have a huge regret of not uh, sort of you know um, being able to like amend that relationship i always thought you know there's going to be more time so yeah. um yeah so you never know you know life is so unpredictable so uh, the idea is to uh, understand the value of relationship and if you want to uh, cherish a relationship the time is now so it it, yeah. it takes it takes time to nourish it and um, and it takes uh, relationships are not easy but then the, the, it's the most important thing we have in life oh god yes i agree completely manish uh, well, how about your father how does he fit in the picture yeah so he is uh, he's uh, by himself in india when my mom passed away so i asked him uh, you know what he what he wanted to do and he as i said he's like um, he for him work is everything work is worship work is religion work is god so he works uh, still like 12 hours a day like uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that's what he wants to do um, cool and yeah so i try to I tried to learn the value of work from him, but I also tried to learn, uh, you know, how not to, um, you know, how not to like sort of um, get lost uh, in work so much so that uh, you you can't enjoy anything else in mm. life. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you said that because I was yeah. just thinking something, man. You must have read my mind. Um, mm-hmm. What occurred to me when you said that is your father has a desire to be needed and valued, and mm-hmm. he needs a way to express his yeah. ability to contribute in some yeah. way. I I personally yeah. think that's why people work in elder yeah. ages. Do you yeah. think that's true or do you think that's Absolutely, different? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you know, his own upbringing has to do a lot with it because I come from a family of uh, uh, entrepreneurs and you know, uh, people who have lost everything. Uh, uh, you know, my 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 granddad moved from Pakistan, so when pakistan and india they got divided you know they used to be one country so um, my granddad used to live in pakistan and they lost pretty much everything they had to you know sort of leave everything behind come to india and then start over so same is the case with my dad you know he uh, he started over like you know he had he didn't have a good relationship with his dad and so he moved away and started over and same the same is the story with me i moved way uh, uh on the other side of the planet and so the idea is that um this generational cycle of sort of you know uh this uh, this uh love hate relationship with your dad has continued for generations and um and once you learn that you you take a lot of lessons from that and see okay you know how do i want to conduct myself how do i want to raise my kids you know i have two sons and i don't want uh, to have to repeat that kind of cycle um with my son so you know that's uh, that's the idea to learn from our past generations and see how we can improve our lives moving forward you know interesting um it, i mean it occurs probably to everybody that some people just don't listen and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that's one of the real disconnects in society is people you know you can be speaking and the words are going out into the air and sure enough their hearing works just fine it's going through their brain but somehow it gets interpreted or missed altogether at times absolutely yeah, yeah. um and it's really quite uh, disturbing in a way but I, i'm just curious you know and i mean it's just kind of going a little bit in the deep end but if you had an opportunity to say one thing to your mother mm-hmm. and she could be alive right now today and you could have one thing to say to her that she would hear mm-hmm. and actually take into her heart what would it be Well, first of all, I'll say I love love her, uh, and secondly, I will say, you know, whatever you are feeling, it's it's better to communicate with others in such a way um, that it can help you heal inside. Um, so, as you just pointed out, communication is everything. We can heal everything through deep conversations, um, and so that's what I will say. Com- communication has been a huge challenge for not just my mother or my dad or my, my myself 
I think it's a challenge for humanity. Like we we don't teach our kids how to communicate. So um, that's a, that's what I will say. I think communication is the key to solving big problems. Absolutely, I agree completely. And do you and your father have a good relationship where you can speak openly? Uh, it's a work in progress, as I said earlier. You know, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster, right? Yeah, 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 I yeah. See. But um, but um, the good thing is, like you know, as you grow old, both sides start to uh, mellow down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not as explosive uh, of a conversation, and you can sort of agree to disagree. So these kind of things start to happen, so which makes it uh, easier for for people to communicate. So that's that's what uh, uh, you know. That's where we are at. Yeah, totally. And your sisters? Do you keep in touch with your sisters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Silly question, right? <laughs> they live downstairs in your house, right? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they are back in India as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a long distance uh, relationship where we yeah. uh, we communicate over video, chat, or whatever. I mean, the good thing is uh, these days, you know, it's all easier with all the uh, tools available on the internet to communicate with each other. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'll just have to say it, um, you know, and my mind is thinking about vegetable samosas and tamarind chutney and mint chutney. Like it's all about the food, but honestly, like the things I've learned about your culture really fascinate me. And one of the things that I think is so beautiful is how, like you said, you know, the family unit and social ties are really, really, really strong. And um, in your country, you're more prone to live together, to share and enjoy each other, as Mm -hmm. opposed to like stick someone in an old folks home, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, that is true. Uh, Yeah, so so the social fabric and, you know, just just those traditions. It's, I think, um, uh, one of the things that I realize now is that with thousands and thousands of years of history, uh, our ancestors and you know like there's a huge um, uh, there's a huge sort of a, a collection of ancient books wisdom ancient wisdom and uh, they they have emphasized this um, they have emphasized this notion of society uh, which is a close-knit society and they built their teachings and their rituals in such a way that it can only be done in a communal setting. So it's less uh, emphasis on individuals, more emphasis on community. Hmm. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, gosh, oh, I'm getting excited about talking about your, uh, your, your project, actually. But let me ask about um, meditation. When was the earliest that you started meditating as a young person? Um, so... Uh, I got exposure to these um, uh, these type of uh, like paradigms when I was in uh, when I was about teenager, like sixteen. Um, so as it happens, sixteen year old guy, you know, the chasing girls and everything. So I I remember I was uh, trying to uh, you know court a girl, and her parents were into spirituality and all that, and she used to read these books and. Uh, so in order to impress her, I was like, okay, you know, let me read it and, and try, yeah. to, try to understand this. And uh, 50% of it, I couldn't really make sense of it. I was like, what the hell is this? But 50%, you know, I was like, oh, you know, these are um, these are cool concepts. Like I never thought about some some of these things. So b- back then it was, um, some of you, or maybe you, you may have heard of the name Osho. Osho was a, a huge uh, sp- sort of a global spiritual leader with a lot of controversy around him and all that mm-hmm. so i was reading his uh, teachings and that that again planted some seeds in me uh, the surprising thing is like in india you know meditation and yoga these were uh, these have been practiced for thousands of gen- uh, uh, yeah. you know yeah but then as a young boy you know i, I never paid attention to it and so whenever whenever i uh, when i came over to um, north america what happened was my relationship with my spouse was not going good. And when I had my firstborn child, he he didn't connect with me either. So at that mm-hmm. time, it was a huge re- realization for me that, you know, all my life I've been blaming my parents, my, 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 you know, other adults in my life about, you know, how they don't understand me and everything. And uh, when you have a child in front of you, your own child, and he won't connect with you, you know, I realized there, there's got to be a problem within me. So that's when I really, you know, needed to find. So 
you know that that led me into depression and suicidal thoughts and everything so oh, I, so this was uh, around 2011 so that was like 36 36 okay. or so yeah okay and uh, yeah i mean it it was uh, a tough time because I, I was like okay you know do i give up my life or what do i do and then i said okay you know i need to figure this out because um the there is a there's a once i know that the problem lies within me i should be able to find out the solution yes. which led me deeper into meditation and all that so so that was the story behind that so you weren't um, really into meditation until you were an adult correct 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 okay perfect yeah. i'm just curious um i got a taste of this through a gentleman uh, I met this girl up in Northern California, and she brought me to something called Satsang. Mm -hmm, and, uh, yeah, it was yeah. really cool, man. It was this guy, uh, Master Thakar Singh. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so I'm a second generation initiative, Master Thakar oh, wow. Singh, and then nice. Master Kripal Singh was his, uh, you know, predecessor, the person before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really interesting stories, man. Like uh, yeah. one time, uh, I guess the master was in a room, and some people came to kill him. Mm. And, uh, they got in the room and mm. all of them dropped their stores, their swords and started crying mm. and uh, left. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally believe it. Like these, uh, you know, you um, sometimes what happens is like uh, people don't realize how powerful these the paradigms are. But once you um, once you really, um, you know, get to experience it yourself, you cannot uh, deny it. You cannot like you know. You you start to understand the power of these um, these things. So yeah, I mean, I totally totally relate to that. I agree completely. And for me, it was like uh, really good to sit down. Like our meditations on Sunday would last three hours, and mm. it was amazing. It was the only time I've ever had an out of body experience, and it scared yeah. me. Like yeah. it was very plain as day. Like I could feel myself lifting off out of my own body, and I'm like, "Holy yeah. crap!" Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is, no, 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 no. I opened my eyes. I don't know if I mm. should have done that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. meditation is very important. Um, I know it's part of who you are, and it's very important to what you do. Um, personally, I've been out of touch with it a long time, and mm. when I do it, you know, it makes all the difference. And I wonder sometimes. Yeah. What keeps people from doing things like that that are healthy for them? What do you think that is? Uh, keeps them keeps them as in avoid avoid it. Avoiding it, yeah. The the peace, I and think, tranquility. I think uh, it's a notion that I don't have time. You know, uh, uh, you know this uh, notion that these are woo woo things. Like people don't believe in them. First of all, the second thing is even if they believe in it, like they they've come up with excuses. It's it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, to sit with yourself, to sit with your thoughts. Um, you know, the hardest thing to do is face yourself uh, because it's easy to blame other things, to, to blame uh, situations, to blame the government, to blame, blame the environment around you. Mm. But once you start to meditate, you start to realize, uh, first of all, how much responsibility you need to take for what is happening in your life. Secondly, you also realize how much power you have to change the things that you now uh, when you have the power then you realize oh i need to take action i cannot just say you know you fix it for me and so all of these things are uh, i think the reason the biggest thing i believe is you know people, people this misconception that it's hard it's uh, you know i cannot do it um, uh, you know it it'll, i don't have time because I tell people, if you don't have time, if you start to meditate, it actually will give you your time back in your life. That's so, right. so it's a, it's a, it's all these misconceptions. I think, uh, which, uh, which obviously, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Do you think that it's influenced mostly by social media and digital devices and things like that? If we didn't have those, the world would be completely different, right? Um, I, actually, not really, because you know, uh, uh, you know, digital media came into the picture. What, 2005, maybe? Let, let's say even internet came, you know, really into our lives around 1995. So meditation and yoga and spirituality has been around for tens of thousands of years. It's not like, um, you know, before 
before the internet, people were all meditators. In fact, oh no, no, no I didn't yeah, mean it yeah. that way. I, yeah, I just yeah. meant that the distraction and yeah, 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 yeah. the instant yeah. gratification, the dopamine yeah. hits, you know, all that yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it is getting worse. That's for sure. Because um, as you said, like uh, it, it was a simpler life before um, social media, but now it is always in front of you and. And since I work with artificial intelligence, I understand how things are manipulated, how it affects our mind. So absolutely, you're right. As things are getting more and more heated up, it's, it's affecting the mind more. On the flip side, though, you will also, I will also tell you that because of uh, social media, there are a lot of people also waking up because, you know, it, it, it draws you into whatever you're interested in. So now, for example, I, I, I was telling you, you know, I was I got uh, exposure to these paradigms when I was a teenager chasing a girl. But mm-hmm. um, but in order for me to dive deeper into it, I needed more guidance, more material, more books. And I didn't have the money to buy more books. I didn't have I didn't know where to go to get more information. But today, if you're interested in that, like you can go, go to YouTube and then find a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. talking about this. So I there's good and bad in, in, in social media. But I know. I know how um, you know people who are very powerful, very resourceful. They they use it to uh, for the bad purpose as well to manipulate it as well. So yes, I I do agree with you in in overall sense um, how this, these things are affecting us as a society for sure. Totally, totally. And um, as you, I'm guessing that you left India uh, somewhere in your childhood. When did you come to? Canada? No, I was 22. 22. Okay, yeah. perfect. And you've never left? You've just stayed in the same area in Canada? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Awesome. I, I, I actually worked across the world. You know, I've, I've traveled quite a bit. I I, I actually was working um, in U.S. for a couple of years, but I never had a home elsewhere. So it was like always commuting or traveling to work like Interesting. that. Interesting. And are you married? Do you have kids? I have two kids. I was married for about 25 years, um, but uh, it just ended. Uh, the, my marriage ended uh, at the beginning of uh, COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Wow. Well, she she's alive and everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> I was gonna say, just whoa, yeah. man, yeah. that's horrible. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And do you all still stay in touch and have? Well, know, um, it's a it's a it's a difficult situation, uh, you know, but. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a important uh, lesson I had to learn. We had to learn as a family and and all that. So it's a uh, you know you you go through these kind of uh, uh, these kind of uh, experiences and you ask yourself why it happened. But then uh, as you start going deeper, you the answers start to come. Why it happened? Why why you needed to go through this uh, painful experience? And if you can learn from it, it it's um, it gives you a lot of uh, wisdom. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. That's wonderful. And um, where did you find your place in the world of computers? You mentioned being involved in AI. How did yeah. all that? How did all that come about? Yeah. So uh, as I said, like you know, when uh, when that incident happened, going through business magazines, uh, you know, I wanted to figure out what to do with my life. Uh, you know, how to uh, change my trajectory. And back then, you know, computers were very new in India. There was no internet. You know, this was like these basic uh, computers, not even network computers. Um, and so I found myself enrolled into a computer programming institute. And I just fell in love with computers because, you know, as I said, like I was uh, quite introverted at that time. And what I found was working with machines gave me so much pleasure. They, they'll do whatever I ask them to do, never talk back. And I could like, you know, think logically, they, they can help me think logically. So that's when I started. And then when I came over to Canada, you know, I got a job quickly. Uh, this, this was dot-com boom time, 1998. And then I lost my job uh, successively like three, four times because of uh, dot-com bust, September 11th and Gulf War and m- multiple things. And so that's when I started working uh, on my own. I started my own company, consulting company. Started working with um, with lots of startups, helping them build their technology. Uh, worked with um, you know that's where I started working with like companies like Microsoft and IBM and Pearson Education. 
and uh, artificial intelligence was i started working with it around 2007 and you know um, artificial intelligence a lot of people don't realize it has been around for decades and it has uh, has been named like different things in the past so i started working with it around 2007 and as i was uh, going through my suicidal phase i was like getting heavily into it and then as i started to realize the power of mind i f- i found so many parallels between artificial intelligence and our mind so i i see it as a continuum now like not a separate entity so um and well, as you pointed yeah i i just want to ask uh, isn't it isn't artificial intelligence completely programmed from the human mind it is it is but now it is up to a point where it can actually start to um morph into the human mind and it can actually start to impact the human mind it has already been impacted as you pointed out like social media already impacts our mind we already sort of think uh, the way that these platforms are uh, inclining us to think uh, our world view is shaped by um, artificial intelligence today and the other thing is um, if we uh, so that's my work that's that's what i do now like you know if we can use artificial intelligence to impact the mind we can also use artificial intelligence to open up our mind so just like um, we were talking about you know why do why don't people meditate my work is to use ai to help people experience a little bit of effect of meditation or or open up their mind and realize their own power mhm ah oh, that's interesting i've just played around a little bit with chat gpt and mm. mid journey and a couple of others and it's really yeah, yeah. fascinating man i love Absolutely. it um yeah 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 wow um and some people are afraid of it why are people afraid of ai see um here is the interesting thing you know uh, i was just having this conversation yesterday and you know i've been talking about this with so many people the thing is that before uh, before this uh, year uh, when chat gpt was released um, there has never been a time in human history where um, propaganda or our thoughts uh, were um, either captured by the same party and then also shared by the same party so what do i mean by that like you know before the internet came along uh, we got our news from newspapers so newspapers were run by journalists and distributed by print you know newspaper companies and we used to consume it uh, so you know there were like different roles uh, different groups of people played in the information flow but today on social media we can create um, our own news and we can consume our own news but the idea is that everything is controlled by the company or the ai algorithm on which these platforms run right so uh, now ai as a technology is going to change the world it's going to change the world like there has been no uh change ever done to human society before so it, you know uh uh the the definition of work is going to change the definition of how we how we you know collaborate with each other is going to change um and that is a huge change um but uh the thing is that the people who understand that change they generally control these ai algorithms so uh, if you talk about uh, and maybe i'm rambling here but i'll i'll bring it back together maybe if, if you yeah if if you look at the richest people in the world today right jeff bezos mark zuckerberg elon musk all these people accumulated their wealth because they understand the value of data and ai so uh elon musk's company tesla is not a car company people need to realize it's an ai and data company jeff bezos uh, amazon it's not a online shopping company it's a ai and data company so uh, i can go on and on and on uh, naming all these names and you will realize these people accumulated this wealth in the last 20 years right they became so jeff bezos started amazon in 1997 before that he was like a you know regular uh, corporate employee so in 20 20 years he beat out walmart which has been around for a 100 years you know tesla beat out uh, ford and toyota and uh, chrysler and all those combined in less than maybe 15 years why is that and it it's because they realize the power of data and ai and they use it every day now 
AI and uh, data is becoming democratized. You know, everybody can use it, everybody can touch it, feel it. And so that's a little bit of a loss in power for these powerful people. And the way that algorithms work is they are designed to instill sensationalism, fear in society. So now to bring it all back, uh, people are afraid because if, uh, you know, we have been conditioned to be afraid because the more we can stay away from AI, which is a powerful technology to change our lives and impact others, the less uh, we will have, the general public will be able to take advantage of it, right? So uh, Hollywood movies like Terminator, now, uh, you know, news cycle that, hey, you know, AI is going to cause you to uh, lose your job or whatever. All of these things, they surface uh, because of uh, of all these reasons, uh, you know, hidden motives of uh, people also because of our own uh, evolution, because we are always attracted towards fear. We always want to know more about what is uh, around the corner. And and fear basically is is false evidence appearing real, right? So, mm-hmm. so we, we make it a self-fulfilling prophecy by being afraid of something like this and mm-hmm. not understanding the value of what, what this is. So so that's uh, that's my sort of uh, you know uh, uh, take on it. I hope that made sense. Yeah, well spoken. Thank you for that. Do you think that the book 1984 has anything to do with people's thoughts? Uh, no, I I don't know that book. Uh, can you give me a gist of it? No and then I can, way. Uh, yeah. Really? Oh, this mm-hmm. is a good one. You're going to want to see that. It's mm-hmm. it's a book that was written quite a while ago, and mm-hmm. uh, they said uh, 19, they thought in 1984 the computers would take over. It would become mm-hmm. completely, uh, you know, government controlled, and there'd be mm-hmm. uh, lots of different things that mm-hmm. kind of line up with some of the technology and stuff. You should see it, but it's a bad, yeah, thing. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's a bad thing. Um, see, um, eventually, eventually AI is going to fuse with human mind. It's not going to be bad. So let's step back here, right? Mm -hmm. So any technology starting from uh, the caveman, uh, you know, we invented the lever to kill a large animal. We, we discovered how to make fire. We, uh, we discovered how to make ships, uh, you know, and, and to the modern times, there is no technology that has not been helpful in you know, human evolution, if you think about it. Uh, humans use the technology to destroy each other, but the technology itself is neutral. Uh, and we can also see how humans evolved and became the most powerful species on the planet because 99% of humans are good. Their intentions are good. You know, they want to uh, help each other. They want us to grow. Um, so if we, if we apply those, uh, you know, patterns, long learned patterns, we can see that, uh, yes, there will be bad uses of AI, there there will be some control exerted, uh, which is already happening, as I said, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, you know, all these platforms, they control a lot of what happens in our lives, uh, directly or indirectly. But they also provide us tools to, you know, AI technologies like AI provide tools for us to grow rapidly, you know, do amazing things in the world. So yes, there's going to be some bad uses, but I think we are heading towards a utopian society. We are heading towards a a very equal society where a lot of people will actually be able to for the first time experience life as as it's meant to be rather than Mm -hmm. slaving away for, you know, um, for endless hours to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of which, um, AI and relationship, that's one of the things I think about a lot, and I'm sure you do too. Um, yeah. it, it seems to get in the way, uh, you know, at least of dating type things and all that. Yeah, but like, yeah. do you think that the computer and AI technology is going to strengthen or uh, further, you know, uh, separate people in relationships? See, um, I believe it will strengthen the relationships. And here is why, because we were talking about earlier how relationships are built and uh, they are built basically um, through communication, right? Mm-hmm. So we were just discussing how we are not uh, really good communicators. And uh, with with uh, technologies like ChatGPT, even if you are not a good communicator now, you have the power to communicate really, really uh, in a in a way that made se- makes sense to people, mm-hmm. you become a very good communicator, and uh, and you can see now that there is no better way to build relationships than to become good communicator, and and 
uh, and if if I can install a, a tool or an interpreter in, in, in front of you, which instantly turns you into a good communicator, you will actually become uh, you know, a good uh, person to, to have a relationship with. You will be able to form better relationships. So as these technologies evolve and get integrated more and more into, uh, into the world around us, I believe it will actually spark uh, a new era of uh, people coming together and cool. improve improve things like dating and all that wow wow that'd be great yeah yeah because it seems to be a distraction and you know for me in my mind it all started with filters like mm -hmm. uh, people have these stupid filters that they put on their pictures and it makes yeah. them look completely different than they really yeah. are yeah, yeah it's yeah. like man like why do you do that and it's yeah. really funny how people see themselves versus how other people interpret them and you know, it's uh, quite fascinating to me. So you're saying that with the use of AI, it mm. can make a person, let's say, who's less sophisticated, appear more sophisticated, or at least yeah. communicate in that way if yeah, they yeah. choose to, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, yeah, I mean, again, you know, there's going to be like all kinds of um, ups and downs, confusion, as you said, like people misrepresenting themselves, creating fake, uh, deep fake videos and all of that stuff. But we have to realize that has it's not new like people have been impersonating uh, each other for centuries uh, it's just that now it is becoming more uh, e um, it's becoming easier it's so as a society we will evolve as a technology it will improve a lot of things are like up in the air you know you can you can imagine we are at the same um, stage as in 1992 when the internet was just sort of you know coming out uh, and getting into the hands of the public and nobody knew what what to do with it like people said oh you know uh, do you need a website and people said oh what's a website i don't think i need a website and now you cannot li live to uh, live without a website I, you know even this uh, show is being recorded on a website so exactly. that's where we are at, right like so ai is a very very uh, it's in its infancy right now a lot of things will be tried and and a lot of things will not work. A lot of mistakes will be made. A lot of lessons will be learned. And only then, you know, we will see, okay, now the cloud has cleared. Now we know how we can interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And then um, I was curious, we were talking about meditation and AI together. Do they go together? Do, do, are they opposed to each other or do they go together? Like how do, no, no. How do those two concepts relate? See, I don't think meditation and AI actually uh, are separate. So because, as I said, like my strong belief is that AI and the human mind is a continuum of the same thing. So uh, meditation is, is basically, uh, you know, at a very, very basic level. Of course, uh, you know, once you become advanced meditators, people will disagree with me what I, with what I'm going to say about it. But at the, at the basic level, meditation is about filling your mind with positive thoughts and seeing that life is beautiful, seeing that anything that uh, supposedly goes wrong in our life is basically a way for us to learn a lesson. So now, if I can use AI to infuse those thoughts in somebody else's mind, um, I can not make them a meditator, but at least I can show them what meditation may feel like to them. And now it's the first step towards that journey. And of course, um, there are deeper uh, technologies that are already being developed, which is already available today. We can actually read our thoughts. We can actually uh, have the computer do something based on uh, electric signals that our mind sends out. So if we start to think about these technologies, they can actually like uh, go into our mind and, and, and really extract the negative thoughts out and, and turn, us, turn us into uh, meditators. In fact, there is a company in uh, Seattle uh, run by Dave Esprey, who's um, the inventor of like bulletproof coffee. Um, and they have developed a device where, you know, they, they, it's a, it sends electrical signals in, inside your brain. And I think from what I re re remember, they treat you for about a few hours. And after that, you feel like you, it's, it's the same kind of feeling that you get after 40 years of meditation. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, because it does feel good to meditate, man. I got to yeah. think about that and mm -hmm. contemplate my reasons why I don't and 
change them. Uh, and that's the key is you can change these things at any time. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not an insurmountable obstacle to meditate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're getting sort of close to the end of the hour, but I want to make sure that I get a chance to explore a little bit about how you're using this technology and your passion to help others. What do you do exactly with all this? See, um, so uh, the thing is that when an individual comes to me um, to uh, fix some problems, then I work on their mind and then I use technology. So it's a it's a little bit of a neuroscience, psychology, technology mixed together, plus uh, some sort of life coaching. So that's that's one way to open up your mind and really accelerate your growth. A lot of people want uh, success, money in life. But the thing is, they don't understand if they don't fix themselves, then they're not going to be able to find those solutions. So I help them find the solutions within. And in the business scenario, you know, I work with large corporations, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, companies who uh, we use the same technology and the same principles to help them grow their audience, uh, you know, help uh, uh, increase customer loyalty, increase customer lifetime value, help them find new customers. Um, so it's, it's the same technology. It's the same sort of attraction between humans because we are attracted towards people who can understand us, people who can you know, relate to us. So we use technology to, to build that infrastructure. And so it works both in the personal life and as, as well as in professional life. Wow, that's interesting. What does that look like if somebody comes to you and wants help uh, growing their business? Or is it more uh, generalized? Could it be a spiritual issue mm -hmm. that they discuss? Or is it always related to business? I mean, how do you address so, people's needs? Yeah, yeah. So so it's like, uh, you know, it's very much, uh, you know, the way that you guided this interview, you asked me about my childhood, you asked me about, uh, you know, my adulthood, and how did I get here? Now you have a very good idea where how things transpired in my life, right? Mm -hmm. So most people don't go that deep. Most people just say, oh, what are you doing right now? You know, what's mm -hmm. not working? But if you start to understand their history, their ancestry, their uh, upbringing, their background, you can put a lot of pieces together how they came to this point and what is now blocking them. You know, so so first, I, I we try to understand their complete history, their complete story, their complete journey. And then we start to understand where they are getting stuck, what is coming in their way, because we all face challenges. Even people who are very successful, they face challenges on daily basis. So we start to understand those challenges and then we start to say, okay, what is the best way and the quickest way to solve that challenge? And generally what we find to solve that challenge, people start to look for solutions. They say, oh, you know, I, I need to raise money. So I need to look for uh, investments. I need to do this. So let me figure out how to do this. But people don't realize it's never the how. If you, if you start to learn the how, it will take you ages to get everything done. It's always the who, who can help me. So um, if you want to raise money, who can help me raise money faster? If you want to build a, you know, a business, who can help you build a business fast? It's always about the who. And so then we start to put together a strategy of building, you know, uh, helping you find the solution within you, plus building a huge network of resources of people who you, who are like-minded uh, uh, as you, who are on similar journey, similar path, who can help you solve those problems quickly. And so, so that is sort of the high-level uh, view of how it works. Of course, when we work with somebody, it's much deeper, much um, much more complex sort of way of yeah. doing it. But at a higher level, that's that's the process. That's amazing. And uh, so do you do this all over the world virtually or just in your local area? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. it's all all over the world. Uh, you know, uh, it, it can be done virtually. Everything is virtual these days. And as I said, you know, my my uh, uh, power is to uh, my sort of uh, superpower is to understand human psychology and understand technologies like AI. And so uh, it, this is all done virtually. And I've uh, I've had tremendous, tremendous success in my own life, in my other clients' life. Um, yeah, it, it's just uh, almost like magic. Uh, it works. Wow. So do you see yourself as being one of the people who's on the leading edge of this technology? I, I you know, I, I mean, I have been 
I've been voted as a global thought leader, top uh, global thought leader in AI. You know, I've received awards, multiple awards. So in a way, I have gotten recognition to be able to say, yeah, I am on the leading edge, cutting edge of this. Um, and um, my role is turning into like, you know, a lot, a lot about guiding people about this technology, guiding them and teaching them about the importance and the power of this technology. And uh, yeah, and also taking a more positive humanistic approach to this. So yes, I am uh, a leader, a thought leader in this space, but I think um, the way that I try to, uh, you know, combine human uh, humanity and technology, that's, uh, that's the uniqueness that I think a lot of people ignore uh, uh, because they come purely from the engineering point of view. Yeah, that is interesting. And so you actually use the technology to interface with human psychology and things like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's cool, man. What an interesting idea. Who would have thought? Yeah, I just want to use AI to make pretty words and mm-hmm. you know write long things that would take me hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that is that is part of it, right? Like that's you are your psychology is thinking of a concept, but your mind, see psychology, so subconscious mind and conscious mind, they are two separate things. And our our emotions, our thoughts, our deep uh, sort of desires, they originate in our subconscious mind. But in order to express them, our logical mind, our conscious mind has to interpret those thoughts and then convey them in a way that makes sense to other people. Now, if you can offload that hard work, and it's really hard work, even, even gifted writers cannot produce masterpieces day after day, right? But if you offload that work to AI, that is playing with your own psychology, isn't it? Yeah, man, especially when you're giving it commands to act yeah. a certain way, and I love that yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really fascinating. So do you think that we're not far off from having, um, well, uh, for lack of a better word, because uh, I don't know what it's called, but like a duplicatable personality or something yeah. like that? I mean, I know, Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. you know, the, voice is one thing but like personality and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that is it possible? that's where we are heading yeah yeah that's where we are heading avatar is that is that what you is that the term that you were looking for avatar um more like uh, uh imagine like if there was a way to capture the main core values that i hold mm-hmm. in my, my yeah, yeah, yeah. characteristics and base yeah, yeah, yeah. decisions yeah. on that yeah 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 absolutely absolutely i mean that is sort of the work we do already, uh, you know, and it's going to continue to improve. So yes, absolutely. Maybe in, you know, as an AI expert, I used to think, you know, it's like 50 years away and I probably won't see it in my lifetime, but now rapidly, you know, the the technology is expanding so rapidly that I think we'll be there in maybe even a couple of years or five years most. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we're getting down to the last few minutes here together. A couple of things I always want to do just to make sure. First, is there anything that we might not have hit or uh, talked about that you'd like to speak of? I don't want to miss anything that was important to you. Is there anything on your heart that we missed today? Um, No, I think we went into a very deep conversation. So thanks a lot. But I, I mean, one thing I'll just say is like AI is here to help. Uh, don't uh, please don't be afraid of AI. Uh, yes. In fact, in fact, the thing is that if you give in to your fear, uh, chances are you'll be left behind and you'll have to play catch up in a few years. So, uh, you know, find somebody who can really help you understand it, what it means for you, for your business, implement it. Uh, that's that's my message. Mm-hmm. And is it just for business or is it for people just like me that, you know, are sitting around the house when they have spare time and want to play with it, you know, I mean, is yeah. it, it has value Every, everyone, 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 everyone. So, um, you know, uh, I will say a few things, right. Um, the, in the father of AI, his name is Andrew Nug. He says AI is the new electricity. So if you think, um, and, and I believe it's even more powerful than electricity. So mm-hmm. if you think you can survive as in your personal life or professional life without electricity, then that's where we are at. Like you can make the comparison yourself. Secondly, I will, uh, another um, person, the CEO of IBM, he has said that in the next seven years, AI is going to add $10 trillion to the world economy. So today, the total world economy is $80 trillion. So you can see how big the impact, economic impact is going to be. So, um, so for personal life, professional life, or 
for anything imagine that anything imaginable in human uh, life, AI is going to be part of it. Okay, I got an oddball question. We've got a couple minutes. Uh, do, would you feel comfortable getting into a self-driving car and letting it take you on the freeway? Absolutely, absolutely. That that's how we are going to be driving in five years. There's not going to be a, a driving job left uh, in the next ten years. Yeah, right. Uber drivers won't have to worry about complaints anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly. crazy. Yeah, that makes me nervous, man. What about automated flying? Do you think that that's, I mean, I know that that was a big failure when they tried to do it, but um, is it possible? I mean, Honda has an automated airplane, some kind of vehicle that flies. Um, do you think that that's coming soon? Absolutely, absolutely. In, as I said, ten, in 10 years, this, our, our, the way that we, our society is set up is going to be completely different. So any, any sort of repetitive jobs of these kinds, um, they're not, they're going to be eliminated. You ever seen a cartoon called the Jetsons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be like that, man, where we're flying around and, you know, it will be, buttons? it will be, it okay. will be, it will be. Yeah. And wow. less than, less than pushing buttons because we'll be just sort of talking to the machines Thank and you. yeah. Yeah, eventually, eventually thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, and I know that AI also plays a role, at least I've heard it does, in uh, people with disabilities or if they have, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. you know, prosthetic or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, exactly. Amazing. It is really amazing. I mean, wow. So that's good. You put a positive spin on it because, you know, secretly I might be slightly apprehensive, mm -hmm. I think is a fair word, um, mm -hmm. just because of the unknown and yeah. all that but i keep a positive spin on it what concerns me is mostly that it seems that it could deviate from people connecting instead of bringing people together but i love that you painted a completely different picture of that yeah. um it sounds very healthy from your perspective <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely oh that's great and uh one other thing manoush is there a way that people can reach out to you because i certainly would love for people to be able to benefit from your experience and work with you if they choose to do so how do they find you of course um the best thing is i visit my website it's manujagarwal.com uh, my first name and last name.com or connect with me on linkedin again just search my name um, i'm fairly active on linkedin and just tell me that you heard uh, me on podcast show and uh, yeah we can go from there cool and it's manuj m-a-n-u-j and Agarwal is A-G-G-A-R-W-A-L. That's right. Just, just for those that uh, might not know how to spell very well, like I don't when I hear some other names in different cultures. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, uh, thank you. Man, I can't tell you what it's been. This is a real pleasure because you really hit, um, I didn't really talk about my personal interest in this, but I'm very fascinated by AI and will continue to play with it. And your inspiration today is actually a really good thing because... Um, you know, I've had some unanswered questions, and you answered those for me today. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm glad. And again, you know, if you have more questions, uh, feel free to reach out. My, this is my passion. I, I like to uh, help people understand these things. So, yeah, uh, you or anybody in your audience can reach out, and we can have another chat about AI. Absolutely, that's beautiful. Thank you again, Manoj. I appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. And I really hope we get to talk again soon. I'd like to catch up on some of your plans and projects in the future. Same here, same here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest My of the pleasure. Sunday. My pleasure. Absolutely. And you do the same. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection. So follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast Show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Mira, host of the Toddcast Show, and I want to share something personal with you today. 
Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, You get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.